What I want to do. Yeah. So let me let me no, just talk I, through my how I turned the corner on this, which 100 was and 100 million billion gazillion percent in agreement. And this is a man who knows his numbers. Welcome to AV Testing Podcast, your modern testing podcast. Your hosts, Alan and Brent, will be here to guide you through topics on testing, leadership, agile, and anything else that comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Howdy. I am Alan. Your and lovely I'm love. Uh, I'm, I'm lovely. Yeah, who are you? I, I'm Brent. Brent, I am, your other I am, lovely host. Yeah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the term lovely. I, I like to speak the You know the what? Truth. You're going to have to go with it. You know what we're going to do today? Uh, no. We're going to make D- a podcast that's better oh. than the one we made last time. Continuous oh. improvement. Yeah, that's that's uh, that should be an easy to achieve Yeah, bar. retros are important. <laughs> we retro. We said, you know what? Let's do better. So we're going to do that. We're going to do better. So uh, how you been? What's new? What's exciting? Easter's coming up. Not a thing for me, but whatever. Chocolate bunny day. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's Chocolate yeah. Bunny Day. Well, if you uh, if you play Animal Crossing, then it literally is Bunny Day coming up. I don't play Animal Crossing. Oh, all right. Do you Animal Cross? I did. I I'm not currently. We got so a the- whole community at at Unity. Like they they have a shared spreadsheet of what they make and everything, and it, it's uh, they're into it. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Anyway, going on. Do you even have a Switch? No, there's there's switches in the house. I don't have one that I claim as my own. Like Nintendo Switch. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yes, a Nintendo Switch. No, so so there's a, like a bunch of. I'm not as dumb you, as I look, Brent. What data do you have to back that up? Oh, all right. Well, we'll just go for. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. So that'll be a a, a continuously uh, disproved or not yet proven. All right. What were you going to say? People are doubting our opening statement of doing a better <laughs> podcast already. No, but it's going to be higher energy. Therefore, it, just by definition, better. How can two old farts like us have high energy? Uh, coffee. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So were you I, I have stuff to say, but I can't remember if you were saying anything or not. No. So animal long story short, I played a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, there's really I've now played it enough that there's really no more sort of goals to achieve like there's not any sort of like achievement points like there is an xbox there there are all these other little sort of achievements you can do and uh, i've kind of done them so my 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 game of today on the switch is one known as hades oh where... yes this is a hard game i've played this you've played hades yeah on xbox yep yeah, so like right now I'm on my 150th run. I have uh, yet to beat Hades himself. I have. I was bummed by the last time because I almost got him down to the to, to the second one, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for those who are not as nerdy as us. Uh, Hades is a game where you start off your character. You're a, you are the son of Hades, who ancient Greek god who controls uh, essentially the Greek version of hell. And you are tired of of living in hell, and you are trying to get out. And Hades has insisted that no one gets out. I am uh, playing a game where I'm continuously trying to disprove this and can. It continuously fail. Anyway. Uh, one bit of news from me is kind of hilarious. Uh, I think I mentioned last time I was traveling to Montreal for a team offsite. Yes. Yeah, that's not happening. Montreal got nixed for some reason. I can't remember. I was out, so I can't remember what. I went on a bike ride last week. It rode about 200 miles. Anyway, Montreal was canceled. I came back. It was going to be Miami. And then nice. we found out the Miami Grand Prix is the weekend, the week we're there. So... I talked, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think I've talked my manager into doing it in Los Angeles. So much closer plane ride for me. And I don't care about anybody else. So uh, yep. go somewhere, you know, travel somewhere, go and travel on a plane. So uh, that's kind of it for me. Work, 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 bike ride, bike ride, bike ride. Yeah, that's it. I have a question about work. If if you want to get into the podcast proper in record time. Uh, just... 
Sure. But I'll just do one last thing. I just looked it up and apparently Fallout 5 won't be out until at least 2025. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's go. Should I Which, should I pre-order it now? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. If it's anything like Fallout 76, the answer would be no. If it's I, played, anything I like, played 15 minutes of Fallout 76. And when? Like, not when it came out. Like, maybe it was over winter break. Oh, just like Recently. three months ago Recently. or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so the news, I haven't tried, but the news is saying... That it sucks way less. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I just I just lost interest. So uh, I have a question. This actually harkens back to a few of our earlier podcasts. For those of you that may remember, at one point I worked at Microsoft, a small little software company in Redmond where Brent uh, remains employed as far as we know. Mm-hmm. And probably while we were there together, Microsoft went through at least three, if not 12 different iterations of uh, employee performance programs. And th- they still use the connect. Is that today's thing still? Yep. That's yep. a record for them, for how long they've used that. Cause that had been around for about three or four years when I left and I don't recall anything being used that long, but yeah, they, the, they haven't changed connect in a long time. Uh, this year, and, and literally in the last month, it is the first time they released, I don't even know the name of it. it it's employee, I think it's employee signals is what it's called. And it's the dramatic replacement to MS Poll. Oh, we use a third party culture thing called Culture Amp. We just finished up our poll mm. today. In fact, I will let you know, confidential unity information i'm gonna get busted by comms for this uh my team had 94 percent participation wow looks like that's as far as we get so not bad huh not bad that so i did not all right so anyway the connect is the the employee review thing etc etc we talked about the toxicity that can generate when people are more concerned about getting their own goals done we used to joke at microsoft around peak in may because that connect you do because all the pay stuff is done in june and and then the straw one of the straws that broke the camel's back with me was my manager making up stuff in my connect that never happened or he never told me and i said okay i'm done but uh, so all that happens. It's very awkward and weird. About, I can't remember how long ago. Maybe I won't get there yet. I've talked before about Unity's 3Q system of feedback. So three questions, three times a year. What is your mission or why is your mission important? What are you doing to achieve your mission? And how's it going? Uh, just sort of the framing for a reflective one-on-one looking at the work and opportunity for feedback. As we grow, we're seeing the need for more opportunities for feedback. And so we're building in, we're building a goal setting system and which set off my spidey sense and red flags at first. I was furious. I can share that I do not want a performance management system. My organization gives feedback just fine. As I've lived with it, we haven't, we just did a soft launch, not even an official thing to like forever from now but as i've sat with it and thought about it and talked about it i'm feeling a lot better about it and i think it's possible to have a a healthy culture and organization and still have these goals you can work on in fact you can even do better if you do goals in the right way but the re- i want to i'll talk a little about my ideas but i wanted to bring it up to you because in our conversations in the past, you have said that Microsoft is getting better in some of the toxicity that I experienced when I was there. And of course, there's Pockets. It's a huge freaking company. Can you talk a little bit for what you can? And we'll both have to be a little bit non-specific in some areas, I'm sure. But I think we can be, I think we can be fairly transparent on how do you approach that goal setting with your employees? And I mean, how do you come up with good goals uh, what makes up a good goal? And I'll jump in and talk and add some flavor as we go through. But let me let me kick off with that question. Oh, what was your first one? So you said what makes a good goal? Well, there's what makes a good goal, and how, really, how do you approach setting goals with your employees? Oh, what I will do is I'll share with you. So there's a bar that I have set very high for 
the principal band. So at Microsoft, we have multiple bands, but the the most populated most populated bands are in order, uh, just simply a one. So you could be a PM one or an, a software engineer one or a data science one, or you could be a two, or you could be uh, then after that is a senior, and then after that is a is a principal, and then lastly after that is a partner. You weren't a partner when you left, right? You were still principal. Yeah, I was a uh, sixty-seven in Microsoft terms. I was a principal. Yep, I am. A, I am a principal myself now, and so. When I have conversations with, and I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely meandering, but when I have conversations with my seniors who are, who their next promotion would move them into the principal band, I start off with uh, a setting the expectations on the principal band as follows. Okay, so you want to go to principal. Uh, what I want you to do is think about what KPI that the business cares about that you want to own? And then they look at me befuddled. What do you mean own? Like I'm already, I'm already driving a bunch of KPIs. I'm like, no, 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 no. Here's what own means. You're going you're gonna to say, Brent, I want the food KPI. And then I say, okay, great. Start working through. I want to. I want you to start working through your strategy around how you're going to move it, and then I'm going to be basically hands off. That's what own means. I want you to practice moving needles. Yeah, that's. I'm going to jump in because that's a. It's not. I don't know if we've got into the setting goals part directly. Maybe we're we're getting there, but yeah, that's. I've had a very similar conversation. So the levels that every company has a very similar growth of or yes. leveling system. Uh, they're not all identical. For example, if I look at levels.fyi, I see that it's about makes sense. What we call principal or director is the top end of 66, 67, and, and, and all of 67 at Microsoft. And when I'm talking to those folks, a little, a little higher up, but I tell them at, at that level, you have to run your business. Yes. Now your business could be small, right? But that's, and that's what I'm kind of trying to drive them to is basically understand, no, when you're the owner, you are essentially part of the business team and you are going to specifically drive improvements in this thing. They're like, well, but wait a minute, that KPI, multiple teams are, I'm like, no, no, scope it down and and to something that is drivable. But getting to goal setting, so the at the very top level, the reason why I told the story is at the very top level, I'm very explicit. What's the KPI you're going to move? You're a senior now. You should have everything you need underneath your belt. Like one of my expectations around the senior band is that they have learned to master leadership. Right. And leadership is the ability to get people to follow you, not do what you say, follow you. Very distinct difference. Uh, you should also at that, depending on your role, you should also have at that point in time um, has sufficient skill set in whatever band you are. If you're a developer, like you probably know all the coding you need to know at, at 64. Sure, there might be other things that are that would be fun to learn. Always learning is important, but it's enough to give the team trust in your ability to lead them. And I keep on thinking when you yeah. say followers, I keep on thinking of the Maxwell levels of leadership. And there's you're put in a position of leadership, and then people give you permission to lead them. And I really like that. It's like, yeah, you can. I trust you. I trust you to help me figure out the path. We we just had a reorg, and and I picked up a couple people. And part of my first speech okay, was you with, shrunk it last time we talked, you had shrunk. Yeah. And it's, it's back up and circle still, of life still growing. Yeah. It's, it's a headache because, uh, right. For me, Brent needs a, the right 
balance of talky and dewy. And yeah, right now yeah. I am over pivoting on talk. I'm too much talky right now. And it's, it's, uh, I'm working on it. So I want to jump in and, um, I, I, you're, I like where you're going, but I'm going to, I realize I can be more specific here and help out here. So by talking, you want to you want to talk about commitments? No, I mean, you commitments goals. So here's the deal. And I can compare Microsoft and kind of where some of my, my rage flare up came in like, Oh, we're going to have goals and, I'm not saying goals are bad. Goals are good, but things change so quickly at Microsoft. The commitments were they yearly, twice yearly. It's really hard because stuff changes super fast these days. So what would happen is people would either set very vague goals, which uh, you could morph into success no matter what. And it's hard to tell if you're hard to coach on those or very specific goals or, or more specific, very, even more specific goals that may become irrelevant a few months down the road. So how do you go about setting goals or commitments with your team to, to avoid falling into either of those two traps or are those traps? Okay. Enumerate again, the two traps. So vague that you can't tell if you've made progress or not. So you can make shit up the, 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 what I thought was the canonical Microsoft model or an amount of specificity that if anything changes, that goal is irrelevant, just just becomes NA or not done. So nowadays with goals, here is what I, here's a major difference I would say about the current Microsoft thing. Okay? Microsoft doesn't care about goals. We have these things called commitments, but we don't care about goals. You get reviewed on impact. Okay, and and yeah, I, I, I think that's the key. Go on. I like that better. The problem is, as it stands right now, the term impact is kind of because there's still too many, you know, old timers here. The term impact is just becoming a synonym for for goal in 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 the old world that existed when you were still here. Okay, the like this idea of, 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 of committing to something, uh, to committing to something that you've written in your connect. That is something that has died down. And for me, it makes more sense, right? This idea of committing to uh, shipping this feature by this date, Right, you go and look up smart goals, and they'll tell you, "Oh, yeah, that's a fantastic goal." But committing to it, in at least in my world, is just absolutely nonsensical. I heard a great quote about smart goals on a podcast today. The quote mm. was, "Everybody knows about smart goals, but nobody's excited about them." Uh, yeah, because smart, the smart goals, and I actually, you've been long ago. Uh, a manager of mine, uh, Damien. Ah, uh, Damien Lindauer. We're connected yeah. on LinkedIn. I, ju- I just yeah. doxed Damien. Sorry, man. No, do you remember uh, there was a there was one time I called you in to do a presentation at a at a Damien team meeting, and then I at that same meeting I presented around uh, smarter goals. Like I've done, so I created my own acronym, Smarter Goals. So it, it, anyone can go up and look up smart uh, on the internet. I added specific, measurable, e- actionable, result-oriented, and time-bound, something like that. Rele- relevant. relevant and time-bound. Yeah. Um, and then I added an E. So For everyone? The, the, no. A, um, the A stands for uh, a actionable in some places or attainable in other places. Or astonishing. It, the E, or, I, or sometimes Alan. So the E I added was exceedable. Like, oh, can you get past it? Can you can you overachieve? Right, right. If 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 you are because one of the big problems at Microsoft at that point in time, if you had the goal that wasn't exceedable, then right, your goals are setting you up for a three. Okay, right? tell me uh, the R, then I want to react. Um, reasonable set. Okay, so you smart has you go through these goals, right? But if 
and you could create an individual goal. But if you have too many of these goals, then you're diluting your effort. Yeah, and you're not absolutely. You're, you you can't have multiple. But let me give some reaction on that because yeah. my the the part that doesn't sit well with me and the part I will ignore and fight and do my own way is tying those goals to pay. We can tie the impact to pay. So what I want to do. Yeah. So let me let me no, just talk I, through my how I turned the corner on this, which was one hundred and one hundred million billion gazillion percent in agreement. And this is a man who knows his numbers. So yeah. what I want to use the goals for, and this is where the connect stuff comes up three times a year, sometimes two. Is that right? I don't, it doesn't matter. What I've decided is I will get goals set for my whole org, starting with my direct reports, and we will check in on the, and we're going to get some wrong and whatever. We're going to practice doing it because it takes some practice to get it right, as you know. And we're going to check in on them regularly, maybe not every one-on-one, but at least once a month because they provide a ton of coachable moments and times where you can give specific feedback. Here's a challenge with feedback. If I go to my manager, actually my manager doesn't know how to give feedback, bad example. But if I were to go to my manager hypothetically and say, do you have any feedback for me? He'd be like, uh, when you ask for feedback, it should be around specific things. Do you have any feedback on the delivery of component A to team X? And then hopefully we can get that. Then what this does is having goals that we work through can give us some opportunities for feedback. And then my model here is I'm not really into smart. I, I am time bound. I'm not worried about smarter. Uh, but remember the th- unity three questions. Why is your mission important um, is the first one. And I find I'm, you know, I'm a disciple of Dan Pink as much as I am of Eric Reese. And if people have autonomy, mastery, and purpose, and I give people autonomy and I balance that with accountability and transparency, but I give them freedom to run their own business. Uh, I make sure they have the skills to do what they need to do, mastery. And purpose is so important. I I want everyone to feel like their role and their job and what they do is important. So we start with that question and then from there move into what are the what are some things that you want to accomplish to help achieve this mission? And we come up with two or three goals sometimes and it kind of depends on level and experience. Someone more mm-hmm. junior, they may be shorter term, one month goals. Someone more senior is like by the end of Q2 or Q3 or by the end of 22, I need to accomplish this. And then they'll go through and break it down. Like, what are the milestones? It's almost like objective and key results for the goal. They'll have a goal. Like, what are the things I need to accomplish to make sure I'm working toward this? And those are the things we can check in on. And then finally, after we kind of get through that little exercise, which doesn't take long, I make sure that those goals represent both what they want to do for the business as, lo- as well as their personal growth and or, or growth in the, whatever they want to do. Is this, does this feel like it moves you forward? Remember the old ACB model. A certain amount of your work is above you and stretches you. Some is just stuff you're good at that you do. And then there's a little bit of grunt work. We want to, the below work. We want to minimize that and find the right balance between stuff that stretches you and stuff you're just good at. What happens if you don't have any stuff that stretches you, Brent? You burn out and die. You're bored as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So um, remember, at Microsoft used to accuse me of changing jobs every 18 months, which I deny, but it turned out being kind of true. I didn't accuse <laughs> you. I was just putting out the facts. Damn data people. But what <laughs> happened was in every single one of those cases, except for the last one, which is special, I was bored. I, there was, wasn't really anything challenging left for me to do in that role. So I wanted to do something else. I, in, in hindsight, I have found that there were two primary reasons for me leaving. One of them is, yeah, bored as hell. Bored, bored, boredy, boredy, bored, 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 bored. The other one is... Not bored, love what I'm doing, but there is a critical problem uh, within the organization that I, I have attempted to, to do my part to fix. And just not only is it not on track to get fixed, uh, it's, it's not going to be fixed. And, and I, have a, I have a big problem staying in, a, in broken orcs. I'm like, 
Oh my God, it's going to drive me incredibly, incredibly insane on a well, daily again, basis. It depends how broken and how much ability you have to fix what's broken. If it's a hopeless cause, yeah, I, I would get out. And I mean, we we are so freaking lucky to be able to work in an industry where we can have jobs that are fun and challenging. I am sharing on my screen right now. For those of you not watching the closed captioning version of this podcast, Brent has a screen full of Venn diagrams and other yeah. char charty looking things. I'm going to explain it to you, my beloved listener, in a second. And Alan, I'm going to focus his attention on this. This, this is a diagram that controls 90% of my one-on-ones with my staff. So uh, can I attempt to describe this for our listeners? Because I think you are on the money. You you have found you have the diagram close at hand, which represents what I just mentioned. So this is a, yep. a, a three circle Venn diagram of what we do well, what we want to do and what we what we can be paid to do. And smack dab in the middle of the intersection of those three circles is hooray. Right. And we should all strive. I mean, knowledge workers rejoice. Knowledge workers have the ability to seek out and find that role. It's not always easy. And sometimes it's a little, little bit, a little bit in the outskirts, but we're lucky. And so I will talk to them and I will go through and say, okay, we, we can talk to them or I, like, I just picked up a couple of employees. I've no, I've erased it now. Otherwise I proved to you that right over there on that whiteboard, where it says predict risks and mitigate, I had drawn the circle. I have been using this thing for years in terms of my one-on-ones and say, okay, so where are we? Where are you with this particular task? Where are you on the task of growing your career in, in, this, in this diagram? Now, circling it back to the goals, right? The reason why I brought up that top-level KPI is that's what I do when people are going in or are part of the principal band. And then you would imagine that at the lower bands, I'm basically training them up to get to the point where I can have that conversation when they're principal band. Like at the level two, their job, in my view, their job is, is execution excellence. You have to get shit done. Yep. At senior band, your job is to figure out how to lead. And in this case, I don't even care how you're leading. They, uh, it could be a technical leader. It could be a people leader. You could be a strategic leader. I don't care. The My only bar is that you have evidence that, that there are people following you. And as you correctly called out, a follower is someone that's making a choice. Like they, they don't have to choose to walk your path. Now, um, on goals, I particularly... Now, I am lucky to be in a space where I can do a lot. Of, I can go a lot of different directions, right? My, my space is customer analytics. Like we've talked about that before. And I can go deep in a lot of places because turns out in the software industry, turns out a lot of things are about the customer if you look at it right. Right. And I'm sorry, and, did a podcaster. Did you hear my eyes roll on that one? Did that have that come across on the microphone? Anyway, go on. Right. Sorry. What I try to do with this diagram is to go, okay, let's talk about the um, intrinsic motivators. What, what is it that you want to do? Right. Whether it be work related or not work related, what is your passion? What is, what is driving you? And what subset of those things can I help you get paid to do? You said you 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 very clearly enjoyed riding your bike. Like I remember stories from your college days where you were a pizza delivery, and I think you said that you did it through bike riding. No, no, I was a I delivered pizza by car, but I was a bicycle messenger. Oh, bicycle messenger. That's right. I, I delivered I, anything from mail to blood. Uh, yeah, I, I I mixed up. I just combined your before Microsoft job history, I think. 
So you have an interest in riding bikes. Well, unfortunately, like if you were to be a future employee on my team, I can't yet figure out how your passion there might be something uh, that I could combine with a lot of the work that we're doing. But if I can, I'm going to tap into it because I have learned happy people are productive. Yes, yes. People. And, and in, in fact, of- you and I have arrived at the exact same destination via different routes. It's we we're talking about our engagement survey earlier, or as used to be MS Pulse has a new name for you, MS Insights. Mm-hmm. These are measurements of employee engagement. And I don't care what the survey says. I want to make sure people are happy about their work. And then, of course, the study from uh, Pat Lencioni in The Advantage, finding massive correlation between a healthy organization and the quality of the products they deliver, regardless of the industry. It all ties together. Our a part of our job as managers is to not just get people to get their work done. It's connect them with their work, make it important for them or find the work that's important for them. And then the good things and the delivery and, and the, and the velocity and all the things we want will happen. My job as a manager is to get to the point where I do not have to manage. Right. It's essentially, how do I light a fire? How do I, how do I show them that they can achieve a business impactful goal at the same time as, as develop things that they want to do. Yeah. So this right. is where, again, I've turned the corner from us not having a specific goal setting process before at Unity to where I'm at now thinking, first thinking it was horrible. And now thinking, you know what, if we use this right, I can actually do the things I've been trying to do much more effectively. It just took me a while to get there because I had been tainted by some poor goal setting processes that I've been part of in the past. I'm not certain. I'm not clear on on what you're classifying as goals, right? Because you already have language, like in your questions, you already have language around mission. It's, it's reflection. The, the, the previous questions are more reflecting back. What is my mission? What have I done to achieve my mission? How have I done in achieving my mission? All okay, I'm doing so- now is is twisting that a little bit forward. What else? What What are the next things I want to accomplish in order to achieve this mission? So in goals in, in your context, are they more rallying cries? Are they more North Stars? Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Concrete goals. Let me let me make up one that's probably, I could probably I will, get away with it. I, I will kick Alan in the shins no, by end of year. Here's one. Here's one. From okay. one employee should be safe. We'll have a pipeline for pseudo localization available in all of our build pipelines by the end of Q3. Okay. That's probably too much jargon. I will, my team will reduce test pass time by 25% by the end of Q2. Okay. So pretty concrete stuff, not North Star. And and but those goals all require a multitude of things be done to complete them. Okay. Now, is that goal a commitment? No, it's a goal. Okay. So what happens if you don't achieve the goal? It depends. Yeah. See, I, mean, I, mean, like- I think you see where that comes from. We're going to have a, what we can do is we're not, I'm not going to wait till the end of Q2 to go, did you hit it? Did you not hit it? Okay. You know, here's your grade. We'll have a discussion regularly and maybe it's Q3. I'm, I'm making up stuff here, but we're going to have a regular check-in. How's this going? What, what are the next things you need to accomplish? I have traditionally done OKRs with my team without telling them they're doing OKRs because once they know they're doing OKRs, it gets all messed up and I have experience of this. So, I'll approach it very similarly, although these aren't, these aren't OKRs to that. I will ask, we'll check in on it. What what are the top priorities for this goal for next week? What's coming up over the next month or so? That's yeah, the check o- in on it. And so o- OKRs. If, if you're not achieving it because you're getting distracted or just leave the, leave the OKRs out, if you're not achieving it because you're distracted or you didn't feel like doing it or you've become disengaged on it or... You made a big mistake in the wrong direction and uh, that was preventable or you did or maybe you went and did something I, I asked you not to do for whatever reason. You, those things are a different sort of feedback than we did all the right things. It ended up being that last five percent ended up being much harder than we thought. That's what I mean by it depends. 
but we're going to talk about the difference is we're not going to wait till the end of the time bound to bring it up. Okay, here's your deadline for this goal. How did it go? It gives us a framing for ongoing conversations, which are going to provide opportunities for feedback and coaching. Yeah. So my, so I kind of don't care if you hit the goal or not. What I care is we can have meaningful conversations about doing the work you've, you've committed, use your word, you've committed or set out to do. Yeah. Sorry. You were going to say something. I got yeah, excited. So, so I, I understand uh, what you described at the beginning of the conversation as I'll, I'll just reframe as anxiety uh, or, 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 you know, frustrated or upset in some regard, because I'm just like, Oh my God, that is a slippery slope to just death spiral doom. And I must do everything to avoid it. Like I, I'm vicariously living that emotion through. And that's what happened at Microsoft. It got, it would get to be a month before goal time and you would screw your teammates in the back with an iron spike just to make sure you got your stuff done. You committed to, I care a lot less if you've, if you've reached your goal or not, because what I also want, what I want to reward you on, not just impact, but what I'm going to pay attention to, and we're going to get feedback throughout this thing is the way in which you accomplish those goals. If you are doing it in a way that's leaving bodies in the wake, that's, going to have an effect on how I'm going to evaluate you. If you're doing it in a way that's inclusive and involving other people and showing respect and, and listening to everyone's ideas and you're rocking it out of the park, I am going to rock you out of the park with a pay raise. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like directly connecting those goals, no, not connecting the goals. I'm connecting the outcomes and the way in which you achieve the outcomes. Yeah. So, so let me, oh, so many things. So we do have OKRs here at Microsoft, but OKRs are never, um, at least they haven't been in my team or in my manager's team. They're not specifically in anybody's uh, commitment. No, no, no. And, and I, am, I am against, I, I mentioned the model is kind of like that, but I would never use an OKR for personal goals. No, an OKR is it serves a valuable purpose, but it serves the, the purpose around, right? A rallying cry yeah, it, for, it's, for OKR, a virtual team. And here's where people get stuck and screwed up on OKRs for a quick tangent. OKRs done right are, a, as you mentioned, rallying cry. They are a massively valuable tool for alignment. Yes. People try and use them like scorecards and they're just. F-ed. Yes. Also, yes. Uh, although you just. Uh, I'm thinking 99% of all the sentences that you could ever say that can include the word scorecard, I'm going to be against. (laughs) As an aside, there's one one of my meetings where I've I've instituted a drinking game, which is tough because it's an 8 a.m. meeting. But every time someone says we should build a dashboard for that, I I faux slam a shot. Yeah, you know, it's been a while since we've we had our own version of that on the podcast. Like we've said this before. <laughs> a drink. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, uh, so I'm energized by this conversation because I'm just like, oh my God. Uh no, yes, no, yes, no, no. Like for me, I was also thinking through one of the reasons why. So it's it's for me. Goals of that nature, like Q2, right? I don't even communicate them as goals. I want to make sure people are understand. No, as it stands right now, it is that is my plan. Okay. But yeah. it's not a goal, it's okay. my plan. I'm okay with that. Right? And I, I I soften that communication because of my because again, the business that I'm in. And I, I, I can explain why that's important. Number one. Number two is uh, my training on Kanban. Kanban has really said, look, no. What i rather do is start funding the highest RO, ROI thing when I have idle uh, people on my team. Like whatever is not yet started, I want to start those things that have the highest ROI. And it may not be this this pipeline that handles all localized languages, right? It may, and it may never 
be that. Right? That's a well, good goal. This, this goes back to the first thing I said was it's hard if you get too specific and things change or priorities change, then that goal is like, oh, I didn't do this goal. What happened? So I like the idea of thinking of them as plans and not goals. So that's a nugget I like because it takes care of that trap. And it allows you to be specific to a point right. if you know it's a plan and you know that plans can change. And if the plan has to be committed, then then I have an even bigger problem because like like as as most of our listeners know, I'm in Azure. Azure is a service. And um a lot of big design up front just does not make sense in this space. It just does not. We have to be adaptable. And failing to be adaptable, we end up being interrupt-driven then because there are higher priority things, higher urgency things that are constantly coming in. Well, again, again, going back to why I want to check in on these frequently, super frequently, is so that we can deliver frequently, super frequently. I don't want someone to say, here's my goal for the end of Q2, Q3, I, I, and mine are made up if any of my people are listening um, slightly, but I don't want you to just deliver the whole thing at once and say, okay, done. What we're going to talk about as we look at these, like what's the, what's the minimum first step? What's our MVP? What, what do we need to do? Oh now? yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm absolutely using that. And I'm stealing stuff from your Kanban. I'm going to get to a stage where like your Kanban question is, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, what work is remaining to complete this task? I can use a variation of that to check as a method of checking in on these plans. Oh, uh, you're talking about, yeah. Uh, what um, work is remaining to move this ticket uh, one column to the forward, right? Right, right. What what needs to be done, right? That's exactly right. But that could, that, that, could, that framing could work for these plans as well. Right. But the, the, the other thing too, the, the problem is, so that question works very well for sort of tactical work. Right. When you talk about sort of goals or strategies, okay, I actually change the question. I, I basically say I am now at a point. So do you remember the pivot or persevere conversation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eric, from yeah, from Eric, Eric Reese, Reese. Chapter eight. Yep. Right. So now in a strategic sense, I, I say what work remains so that we can have a pivot or persevere discussion. And that pers pivot or persevere discussion is part of oh, that yeah. plan, and it may change the goal. That's fair. The That's fair. Another thing I've been very clear about is these things not being written in stone. I want to encourage my team to discard or change these goals as needed as we get more context. Absolutely. I like, the, I like adding pivot or persevere to that discussion as well. Up to and including abandoning the goal. Yeah, right. no, I, I, absolutely. I, I tell my team, look, I when you write this goal, like number one, if anyone on my team said something like what you did, like, like your pipeline by the end of Q3, I, I would have just, I'm like, no, okay, don't put the Q3 part, right? It, it, I, I get what you're trying to say, okay, but you're you're locking yourself into something that may be abandoned. Right. So you're saying it, remove. Sure. Like, I don't mind having the time bound bit on there, but you're saying remove that. I just don't think it's realistic. That's but, fair. But but that's in my business, right? In in what my team operates on on a day to day basis, because I'm just like, oh. Uh, on the other hand, it, it it comes with psychological safety as well, because they may say this thing for Q2 or Q3 or Q4, and if they miss that date. Again, it's the impact outcome, uh, the way in which they accomplish that. They still need to, we have stakeholders that may need these things and practicing commitment and doing so in a safe manner. If they miss a date, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to change their pay for missing in most cases. Uh, depends on the, their effort and what how they got there. But Wait, do, I, 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 I want to have... give them, here's, here's the short story, blah, 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 blah. I Words. want it to be safe for them to fail in achieving their plans. So it's okay if they have a date because it's, it's a, it's a plan. It's a guess. 
And you know we do P50. In fact, we do P50 estimates on our work items. I would say we have P50 estimates on our goals slash plans as well. I will say I, I not only want them to feel safe. I'm, a, I'm a, So my statement, I'm trying to do it, do it a clear fashion, but my statement is a little bit more aggressive than yours. So I do want them to feel safe to fail but I want them to feel morally obligated, business obligated, investor, like some, some, something along those lines. I want them to feel obligated that if this goal is to fail, to fail it as fast as effing possible, right? It's, it's, I don't want you onion peeling for six months and then, then going, Oh, well, my time's up. I failed. But again, no. again, I, I, yeah. we're not going to, it's, I think. I think we're far more likely to be in agreement here. We are. This goes back to the point yeah. I made about checking in on like, what, what's the logical next step? If there are no, if they're going for big bang delivery at the end, that's going to get some feedback right away. Right. I guess as long as we're making progress, like what's the next step? What's the, yeah. What's the next step? What's the next bit of value we add? I guess we can have that conversation. It might take some practice. I think, nope. like I, said, other I think things- I'm okay with the dates, but I can now see why you wouldn't have that again. It's going to take some coaching to get there to make sure, because I actually think you could take this and combine it. Okay. With what? With, combine our, with, two, our two. Yes. Philosophical ideologies. No, com- take take what we talked about in terms of the goals and then combine it with the three questions. So let's imagine one of your reports had this goal and it's two weeks into something that's six months out, right? I think it's important that you continuously check in on those goals and say, all right, what evidence do you have that your mis- that this goal is still important? Like I'll say from my point of view, one of the biggest things that that one of the biggest speeches I am delivering to leaders uh, throughout the company, because I'm I'm getting called in to to sort of uh, collaborate as well as advise on multiple different projects now. And um, this one team came to me and then I talked to their leader yesterday or night. Talked to them last week. I talked to the the leader above the set of group. And I said, you have a real big problem. And I said, your your team is not, they're busily going and doing something equivalent. Like I will build this pipeline for localization or I forget what you said, but it's a great example. And I said, your team is not addressing the very first and basic question. Why does the business care? Why do we care? So what? You did this. How? Yeah, how would this have that as part of the goal setting or plan setting session? But I think what we can do as we go forward is ask questions like: Is this still the highest priority for your team? Well, you don't. If you you don't want to start and then stop, right? It, it, but it's. Do we still, with the, the best available information, do we still expect to get the return from this investment? Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be contextual on all these, but I think there are, I guess the short story is, as long as we talk about these things regularly, and I remember at Microsoft, we, we would not look at these often until the week before our connect and we go, oh, shit, I said I'd do that. Huh. Wonder what I did there. Uh and so I, uh, I like the idea yeah. of getting some plan, get people used to setting some plans or goals, reviewing them often, uh, figuring out what works and doesn't work, both as far as goal setting and feedback and trying all these things is all really powerful. And I, I guess the revelation I'm trying to share here is I went from, oh, God, not a performance management system to oh my God, why didn't we have a performance management system? It took me several months to get there and a lot of reflection and a lot of thinking and a lot of just kind of typing away, trying to come up with a model that works. And it sounds like from bouncing it off of you 
that it's we're aligned and it sounds like you've made it work. So I'm feeling more like in a different model that this should work, but it's it's not going to be easy. It's going to take effort. The issue is, is what are you managing with the performance management system? And, and see, that's the part. Yeah. I don't like thinking of it like a performance management system because it is to me, it's an it's a guideline. It's a uh, it's a it's a method to achieve business impactful outcomes, which I want to reward on. I don't want to reward on the, the stuff we put into the tool. If it can be framed as an employee growth. Yeah, that's how I'm framing it. Management. I, I don't even like the word management. No, nope, I don't you, use what, that either. What did you call? I like the, how I, I refer to it as a, it's a, we're going to use it as a growth framework. Right. If it's a growth framework, I'm all aboard. Right. To me, the second you add in the word management. Nope. Not adding that word. Right. It's, it's it was command- it was unveiled as a performance management system, which hit my, you know, I triggers made my blood boil. But yep. now that I've embraced it and looked inside the guts of it and kind of made it what I think it can be, it's a growth framework and that's how I'm going to use it. And it's going to be, it's going to be effective. So, so for me, summarizing, I think goals are great as long, because I think it's important for an individual have a sense of where they want to go. I do think that, it's also important to to sort of train into that individual an evaluation of what's going to be the investment costs and what is going to be the expected return and have an idea around the return. Failing, failing to do the return stuff, by the way, is how you get all of these build it and they will come science fair. Uh, field of dreams, bull crap. Yeah. Right. And. Well, so, hey, I spent six months doing this. Now I'm going to spend the next six months setting up roadshow meetings and see if I can get anyone to care. Nah, no, no, no. That's that's again. (laughs) Yeah. What I like about this is more chance to check in frequently on how those things are going to make sure none of those traps are falling into. And then again, my directs won't do that, but I, I don't think. But in modeling that as this cascades down, they can catch those things as well. I think we can actually get, uh, I, th- I think good things are going to happen, but you know, I'll keep you all posted. Sweet. Sweet, man. All right. Well, uh, that other topic, we're going to do that next time. Good. Cause we, this was fun. Thank you for this conversation. I didn't know if you'd be as interested in it as I was, but oh, you no, were, and I appreciate that. I am. I, I am all about this stuff, right? It, it's so we've talked about it on the, on the, like the Kanban method that that I've kind of modified, right? It's all about teamwork and teamwork takes people and you need those people to be engaged. Yes, 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 yes. And this is, that is what I want to do. I want people, and this is getting harder two years into this pandemic thing, but yeah, all on board. All right, man, I got to run. I got to go, but this has been uh, a fun Friday. Thanks for being part of uh, episode. Let me look at the, my recorder here. 158. 158 of the AB testing podcast, which was way better than 157. And in, um, if you want to go back, listen to 57, you're welcome to, but don't. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I am Alan. I'm Brent. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.